From Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, this is the KZYX News for Wednesday, May 19th. I'm Sarah Wright. The pandemic has been an economic catastrophe as well as a health disaster. In Mendocino County, where 98% of the businesses are small, the blows have kept landing. Now a group representing a variety of local interests has assembled economic data and a plan they think will help the county climb out of a slump following multiple disasters and long-term stagnation. A little over a year ago, the county received a grant from the Economic Development Department to come up with resiliency strategies after the fires. West Business Development Center contracted with the county and assembled a group that's now called MOVE 2030 to do the research and report back with ideas. Executive Director Marianne Petrillo says the time is now. We're coming out of this incredibly uncertain time that's affected all of us last year. And now there is federal and state funds that are being released for different things. So you have to have a good project ready and in the wings, knowing all the issues about that project, uh, whatever it may be. And you need to be able to be ready to take advantage of it. Paul Garza, who assembled much of the data for the team's analysis, said that even before the most recent crises, the county was in a weak financial position. The research that we focused on produced two things. The first is a cluster analysis. So the clusters are industries that actually work together and complement each other. So we wanted to take a look at that kind of interface in the county to see what was here. And we we got some um, interesting uh, uh, surprises One of the things that we recognized immediately from that is that some of our legacy industries actually have a great deal of potential for growth and development, and that hasn't been happening. Also, the average annual income in Mendocino County is $20,000 below the national average. But that doesn't mean the cost of living is commensurate with low wages. A real living wage for a local family of four would be $27 an hour plus benefits. But Anderson Valley business owner James Roberts found that the local workforce needed some work. You know, I brought people that were considered old timers in our community and had not had a lot of corporate experience or business experience. And I realized that I had to train them within their within the job. And actually, I kind of built a company with people that hadn't had that experience of working within that type of environment or or organization. So I, I. firsthand kind of felt all the challenges of being a business owner. Um, Also the benefits, you know, I watched my employees buy their first, you know, first new cars. I saw some of them buy their first houses. Um, I saw them learn a skill set that they didn't have before, but it was also a really a difficult road for me. Mendocino County Office of Education Superintendent Michelle Hutchins wants the schools to be part of preparing young people for good local jobs. But she wants a major shift in philosophy, too. And when you bring private business, K-14 education, and the resources and the knowledge of workforce development together and have a strategic conversation about how to align all of those resources to meet the needs of private industry, then you set yourself up to have a true economic strategy that begins in kindergarten. And right now, Mendocino County lacks that strategy. When I moved here, I was looking for it. I was looking for the table 
of where to sit to be able to align the career technical education efforts of Anderson Valley Unified to the business industry needs of the Valley. But there was no table. The group has a few requests for the Board of Supervisors. They want ordinances that will simplify licensing and permitting requirements. And they want an employee of the county to help bring together local economic and educational players to form a business hub where entities like nonprofits and chambers of commerce could coordinate their approach. And Garza envisions a grant-writing clearinghouse because there have been instances where two organizations with a similar mission each assumed the other was applying for a particular grant, so neither of them did so. Move 2030 also wants a financial commitment. The latest proposal we're asking for, Marianne, was $130,000 for, for three years. That would fund the, the creation and, and, and uh, ongoing kind of work that we want to do. We're also asking the Board of Supervisors, and this may be a little bit harder for them to do, is to put a reserve fund aside. We, we think a, a right amount would be about $150,000 a year. So that if a project gets generated, there will be the, the beginning funding to get it rolling. So this could be something strategic. This could be something that the county wanted. This could even be someone uh, acquiring a grant writer in order for for us to get a large economic development administration grant. It's just an example. Had some experience in other places with those. And if you get have a construction project with the economic development administration, putting together the application is is about a twenty to twenty five thousand dollar proposition. So that would be something potentially. But the key is that that base funding for us, and then we also think it would be wise to have this reserve fund that would only be used if it was the appropriate project. It wouldn't be just there to be thrown away. Roberts has an example of a project he's ready to get started on. So one thing that we did look at was microgrids that actually could be started in different parts of the county. Um, it was going to be a group of different microgrids. And we have started, you know, looking at different sites um, for setting up solar arrays and developing these small microgrids. And I think it really has some legs. For KZYX News, I'm Sarah Wright. For all our local news with photos and more, visit kzyx.org. You can also subscribe to the KZYX News podcast wherever you get your podcasts.